The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this week's episode, I've got my best friend, Audrey Segura. She is on talking about all things because it is Pride Month and we talk about her coming out to me and her family, how she went through the process and so much more. So if you guys want to hear from Audrey, keep listening and don't forget to subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's hear from Audrey. Okay, so I'm here with my best friend today, Audrey. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this is so funny to record a podcast with you. I know. So Audrey and I have a very long friendship. So we have been friends since 2006, which is, is that, how many years is that? That's a that's long like, time. Oh, that's a long time. Like 16 years. Is that 16 years? Does that seem right? It's close to the 1900s. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. How many years is that? Let me count my math. Yeah, that really is 16 years. Wow, that's a really long time. We saw this TikTok the other day and it was like, Anything before the 2000s, like Gen Z is calling now the 1900s, we're like the 1900s. I can't deal with that. I feel no. like it's so, so now when you say like 2000 or 2006, I'm like, oh, it's so close, like, to the 1900s. so close to the 1900s. So close to the 1900s. And I feel like I'm playing the Oregon Trail. So people, so someone wanted to know, like, how do we keep a friendship for so long? Because they say if you have a friendship for more than seven years, you're going to be friends for life, which we're definitely stuck with each other for life. I think I just screamed inside. I, gosh, I feel like now when people ask me this question. I think of you as like my sibling. I think of you as family. And I know we have this term we use as best friends, which you totally are. But it's so much more than that. Like, I think I was telling someone the other day, like, I was like, no matter what happens in my life. And I am a big believer that like things always change and nothing lasts forever. And it, it makes me feel so good in times where I'm feeling like anxiety. And then it helps me be grateful in times of like, great things happening. But what I can always say is consistent is like my friendship with Mare. And so I always think of that. And I was like, you know, it doesn't matter what happens because not only do I have my relationship with myself and, you know, like spirituality, but I also have it with you. And it's just so nice. Well, I feel like we've gone through a lot in our 16 years together. We've (laughs) grown so much and gone through a lot, a lot of phases, but I know that we've been trying to record forever. And the reason why I wanted to have this episode record now is because it's pride month. I got very excited. So, um, and I know you just came back from a pride parade yesterday. I did. I have a A suntan burn right now on my shoulders from not wearing my sunscreen. (laughs) You should have worn it on your shoulders. I know. So what was the parade like yesterday? It was so fun. It was filled with so much energy and just like people. And then you saw like families and kids. And uh, I think the moment where I got a tear in my eye was I saw this group of moms and it said, I'm going to hopefully not butcher the name, but it was like moms who give out free hugs. And it was so cute because I saw these interactions between total strangers with the common bond of just wanting to like love and accept people around them, like come together and like cry because they were hugging someone who was at that moment identifying as their mom. And I was like, that is so cute. And somebody who like knows like that feeling of coming out, especially to your parents and then like being like, oh my gosh, like what's, are they going to accept me? Are they going to still love me? Like, what are they going to picture in their head when I tell them? Like, you know, like that to witness people come together and just be so loving and non-judgmental is 
really amazing. I love that. And I love that, you know, for people listening, we're from Ohio. And I think growing up there, we didn't see either a lot of representation or you didn't even know that it was, you you didn't know this about yourself because you didn't see people either in media, if you're living in towns where you don't have a community around you, but now you're in a community where you actually get to see and be with people who, you know, relate to you. And so I want to go back to when you came out. And I think was I officially the first person you like came out to? I mean, besides the other person who helped me realize. <laughs> um, I, yes, you were officially the first person. So I made a list and I made it from who would, do I believe would be like the easiest, most accepting. And obviously this is going to go back to our first question. Like one thing about Mare, when I think of her, when I describe our friendship to somebody, is that like, you're unconditionally loving towards me and you've always been so accepting of me whatever life experiences we've gone through together whether it's mine or yours and like you've always been my biggest cheerleader so I was like it was a no-brainer who was going to be the number one person at the top of my list which was you and we'll get to who was at the bottom of my list later (laughs) but yeah you were at the top of my list and I remember I asked you to meet me for lunch or it was all the way around I was like meet me at Earth Cafe Mm -hmm. on South Beverly and in the middle of getting our green tea bobas (laughs) I just blurted it out as the waiter was still at our table. The waiter was literally walking over and the words came out of her mouth as the guy was setting the food on the table. And I think my jaw just dropped because Audrey and I, at that point, we had been friends for so long that it wasn't even something that I knew. And so I think I was just like shocked more than anything in the moment. And I didn't even really know how to react. And then I wanted to ask more follow-up questions Mm -hmm. and know more. And so for anybody who's listening, who is either confused about their sexuality or trying to figure themselves out, how do you go around figuring out? Because I think like living in Ohio, we, and when we were younger, there were not a lot of like lesbians on TV Mm -hmm. to watch and see. And I think for you, it was really when Pretty Little Liars came out and then you saw uh, a female relationship and you're like, wait, Yeah. Okay. So let me backtrack. So when I was younger, I mean, and I don't know if these are everyone's signs, but they could have been clues for me, right? Because everyone's journey is so different and how they came to find out or how they felt they knew. But for me, like when I was a kid, I remember first my earliest memory like of having crushes, I always had a lot of crushes on women and female characters or female leads in shows or like artists, musicians, whatever it was, soccer players. Like my entire room from such a young age was covered with posters. Like I remember a couple weeks back, I met Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm was a poster (sighs) in my room. But like I never had posters of boy bands in my room. I think if I ever did, it was because culturally all my other friends were doing that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have that in my room to be relatable and be like them. But for, as far as I can remember, I always had crushes on female characters. But because my society also told me, like, as a woman, it's OK to have girl crushes. Like, that's something that's like we hear it in songs. We like we hear people say it like, oh, I have a girl crush. And so I never thought like anything more of it because like you said, I never saw same-sex relationships around me. I was also raised a certain type of religion. And, you know, in that religion, it was very much like heterosexual relationships and anything else was against, you know, the religion. And, you know, I don't want to get too much into that part of it because I think any type of spirituality is beautiful. But at the end of the day, like my surroundings, like didn't show me anything to lead me to question like, oh, why do I always have crushes on women? But so growing up, like even middle school, high school, when people started to develop feelings for other humans, I, all my girlfriends would have crushes on the guys at school. And I, I remember asking them like, you know, and always wondering like, why are you guys so obsessed with guys? (laughs) I was like, I don't understand. And I, and I remember asking them like, do you enjoy kissing your boyfriend? And they would be like, 
yeah. And they'd be like, sometimes it's like annoying or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, I can relate to that. Like, you know, whatever it was they were telling me. And I don't know, I just kept going along. Like, like you said, I grew up in Ohio, seeing a certain type of dynamic. And then same thing with college. Like I went to public college, but still same thing, like same sex relationships. And again, like, just being like, why are my friends so obsessed with guys? Like, why are they spending so much more time hanging out there with boyfriend than me or like than with our girlfriends? Like, I can't believe you're missing this like party to be with your boyfriend. Like, I didn't understand. And I just thought I was like, maybe I just enjoy like the quality of my time so much more. Maybe I value friendship more than like this dynamic of wanting to be in a relationship. And don't get me wrong, I value all my friendships. But like I, I get it now that I'm in a place where I'm I'm dating and I'm so excited and happy to be in this like relationship I'm in. And I don't know, I think when I moved to California, I was just put into a environment where there were people who were truly living in alignment with who they were. And not to say that I wasn't for so many years. I just didn't know that was an option for me. Like I didn't see it on TV. Social media wasn't a thing. I wasn't seeing it in my community or around me. And when I moved here, I was like, oh, like this is amazing. And then still like didn't really question it too much. But then came the opportunity where I went on a date with a girl. And you're like laughing and you know how like I remember being like having Oprah's how she describes light bulb moments and being like, oh my gosh. Like, maybe I'm not going to be single and like this old lady forever because in my mind, I think I'm just like confident in myself and I enjoy my own company. Like, I don't need a partner. No, it's that like the people I were dating before men were not the people I'm like naturally attracted to or like vibe with emotionally or physically. And then I went on a date with a girl like this woman and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. And then all these light bulbs went off and for a while I explored like, oh, am I bisexual? And then, you know, for me, I like kept exploring that. And then I was like, you know what? No, I am a lesbian. (laughs) I love women. I love men too in the terms of like as humans and like, you know, friends, whatever, but in a romantic, any other type of way, definitely it's not there for me. But yeah, that is a little bit of how I came to be like, this is my identity. Let's take a quick break because I want to talk about soda. So I used to love soda, but I haven't had it in years uh, because I just try to, you know, eat really well and like just like my overall wellness. But I love the taste of soda or if you're from the Midwest like me, I say pop, Uh, but I love it. And I actually found something that tastes amazing and is good for me, but it's got these nostalgic flavors just like my childhood. So if you guys don't know, Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like those sodas that I grew up with, but unlike those sodas that are full of sugar and corn syrup and artificial ingredients, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. Olipop is the fastest growing functional beverage brand in America, and they have really delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and so many more. And my favorites are orange squeeze. And I also really love the vintage cola. And recently I just made a root beer float with their root beer flavor. And it was so delicious. It reminded me of like being like younger and making root beer floats in the summer. It was amazing. And what I love about Olipop is it is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. There's no added sugar and their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar as compared to regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar. 
So receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying out their variety pack. It's a great way to try all of their amazing flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash Mariana or use code Mariana at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash Mariana. Olipop can be found at over 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. And if you're in Los Angeles, my favorite is Erwan. Once you were like, I am gay, I'm a lesbian, you yeah. were even just like more confident in yourself. Like I saw a change in yourself where you felt like you were trying to figure it out. And then it was like, I remember when it <laughs> happened. Then you were like, no, this is just who I am. And then ever since then, I feel like you've like all the areas of your life have become better. Ah, no, it's so true. And like, I feel like I'm going to cry right now. But I feel like when any human or especially like me, you know how like sensitive I am to just really like being true to who I am. It's such a big thing for me. It's like the biggest form of self-love. And when I realized this and I started, I don't even know why I'm no, crying right now, okay. but like when I started to like really live true to who myself in terms of like relationship dynamics, I think freedom and love are the two most important feelings to me. Like mm-hmm. when I make a vision board, of course we can manifest and I know you talk about this and we can manifest anything, but I like to put feelings. Like I want to feel freedom and I want to feel love mm-hmm. um, and joy and all these things. And so when I started to feel freedom and joy in this main area of my life and like identifying who I am and like the people I can connect with, it just like really did increase my confidence. And therefore I was allowed to like be myself in every area of my life and really understand myself and my role in society and like with me. Yeah. And so everything else just took off too. But it also took time. So if someone's listening yeah. and they're younger, like this didn't happen till your 30s. Yeah, no, I was definitely like um, really late. And and not that there's like, I don't def- want to put like a meter on like what is earlier, what is late and coming out. But for me, like I came out when I was Oh late gosh, 20s yeah, yeah late 20s like where you felt more confident in yourself was in your 30s yeah because it was after I came out to my parents who mm-hmm. were kind of last on my list you know and after I came out to them it was just this feeling of like like here I am and now everybody that needs to know it knows it mm-hmm. and it was so freeing and from that moment I think it was like this I've been watching a lot of superhero movies lately and I know people talk about, but like literally putting a cape on and being like, this is who I am. Yeah. And yeah, my life just, it, it feels amazing. I feel like so me and happy Aww, about it. I love I'm you. Proud. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. And I love how you feel about this. And I think like when you were going through your list of people that you wanted to come mm-hmm. out to, I was first and there was others. And mm-hmm. I think you wanted to like have your easiest one first and yeah. then go down the list. But if someone's listening and they are preparing for this conversation, I know there's so much anxiety that like leads up to this because mm-hmm. you don't know what the reaction will be on the other side. Right. Any advice for somebody who, who is you know, mentally preparing themselves to have this conversation with somebody? Yeah. I mean, like with anything in life, when you're about to make, you know, a decision that you feel anxious about, like know who your cheerleaders are, like know who's in your corner. Like obviously I have you and like tell them first, talk to about it. At that point in my life, I was going to therapy. And so I was leaning into my therapist, like, you know, this is my relationship right now with my parents. This is their dynamic. This is how they were raised. How can I be myself, but also be empathetic? And how can I set up this scenario to where I am safe and I'm being me, but I'm also like listening. But I also know that for a lot of people, like safety is a big thing. So like, is it safe for you to come out, you know, and like to your parents and your family? And for me, like, 
when I was asking my therapist, you know, I have parents, one of them who's super religious and another who is just has always been my biggest cheerleader, like since day one. And so I know when I like came out to them, I had made a decision because I kept putting back the date. I was like, oh, I'll tell them later. I told them later. And it like kept eating away at my soul. Like I was like, you well, literally I'm... flew home and you were going to do it one trip. <laughs> yeah. I, Because I, I remember like I kept like I was dating and I was doing this and I felt like kind of like a fraud. Like I wasn't really being my true self with my parents when I would talk to them on the phone. Like I'd be doing these like amazing things with like my potential new partner, or, like somebody I was dating or whatever it was. And or just like going to a pride event, but I wasn't telling them what I was doing. And so I was like, you know, I really want them to know who I am. And so I finally, I was, I told Mare, I told you, I was like, I'm booking a trip home and I'm going to tell them. And I booked that trip home and it happened to fall on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it happened to fall on a holiday. And I flew home and I, while I was there, like I was obviously nervous the whole time, even like the second I booked it and decided that's what I was doing. So nervous up to the time I told them. And I literally waited till they we were about to load my stuff into the car so that I could leave and come back here is when I told them because it's terrifying sometimes. I think because like my brother had passed away, it was really scary because I knew that like they already had felt this like immense sadness and already had felt this like kind of disappointment with with life and how you know, the cards they had been handed with that experience. And I knew how much they were still recovering from it. And we can get into grief later if you want. But yeah, so I just like, I know what they've been through and also what I've been through, you know, and this is where I put myself in the equation because for so long, I didn't put myself into the equation and it's important. And so I just kept thinking about their feelings. But then I thought, wait a second, like my feelings and who I am. And I thought, okay, so my parents want me to be happy. Like they tell me that all the time and they're the way they are with me because at the end of the day, they worry. Like, am I going to be safe in this world? Do, am I going to be loved? Like, am I going to be their version of successful? So when um, I came out to them, I had all this stuff in my head aside from like, now I'm an only child, you know, and I don't want them to feel like disappointed or sad in me or like, you know, disown me, whatever. And, and so I thought, well, wait a second. Like I like am important. And so were my feelings. So I remember when I told them, I, I told my mom first and I was like, okay, I need to give these humans the ability to come into my real life and decide if this is what they want to be like, or if they want to be a part of my life because I don't want to have anything non-true to like what's natural for me in my life, including if that meant a relationship with my parents. So it was really putting that on the line, but I had already accepted it prior to going into that. And I talked about it with my therapist and I was like, these are the scenarios that could potentially happen. And so I remember I came out to my mom and she just gave me a big hug and she was like, are you sure? She's like, do you like, and I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, okay. She's like, and she gave me a big hug and she's like, I love you. And obviously like she was like processing it all, right? Like this is, both of them are, are people who had me. And the second I was, before I was born, the second they found out they were pregnant, had an idea of what my life would look like. And Anytime as, as an adult, when I make a decision and it doesn't look like something they had an idea for me, of course, they're going to be like, wait, what? And obviously this one, I don't think they saw coming. <laughs> and so when I told my mom, yeah, she just gave me a hug. She's like, whatever, like makes you happy. She's like, I, I support you. 
And then I got to my dad, which is a little bit more nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. So I saved him for last because, you know, I value like that he has a belief system and and his, you know, like relationship with religion. And, you know, I, I value everyone's life and how they choose to find a connection with something greater than them. And I was a little bit scared because he always would reference, you know, passages from the Bible or like this or that. And he'd be like, oh, but it doesn't say that in there or something, something, something. And. I was like, oh, I don't know like what page this is on, but I'm about to find out. And so I remember I telling him and I told him while he was reading the newspaper. So I was like, okay, he's a little bit distracted. Like I'll probably mumble it first and then I'll get the courage to actually say it next. So I'm like, I tell him and I see his like whole demeanor change, not in a way where he was like angry or anything, but he just kind of like his demeanor just it kind of changed like he slumped down a little bit and he started to get like sad and and I was like dad like why are you sad and he's like and he was like I don't know he's like I'm, I'm nervous for you and he it really just did come back down to that you know and and so I accepted both of their responses in terms of like this is who like what they're experiencing right now and I really made a note to like ask them like questions and like I wanted them to get to know me like obviously baby steps I didn't jump right into it like full mm-hmm. force I wasn't like oh, okay now meet my girlfriend yeah. or, you know here we go like yeah. she's actually it like in the other in room, the other room. <laughs> no 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 it's like for me it was very like you know like slow and steady and I think that's how I am in general in my life like I'm very like slow and steady. And I, yeah, I, I remember though, just telling them if anything, like obviously so empathetic of, of their feelings and, and their life experience, but also hello me. Like, you know, like I felt so free. It was like, like I told you, like this weight off my shoulder and honestly felt like I was going to throw up. And every time I retell this story, it's like, I'm doing it again with them. So kind of feel that in my stomach right now. But like, yeah, I mean, I just remember being like, whew, like, Okay. Let's take a quick break to hear from Macy's. So join Macy's this Pride Month as they celebrate love, acceptance, individuality, and inclusion. Macy's has an incredible partnership with the Trevor Project. It's the world's largest suicide prevention and mental health organization for LGBTQ youth. And as the Trevor Project's national pride partner for the fourth year, they've raised over $3.4 million to help more than 53,000 young people in crisis. Help them continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in-store or donating online this month to support suicide prevention services for LGBTQ youth. You can also shop LGBTQ-owned brands and Pride merch from brands like Levi's, Calvin Klein, Coach, and more at Macy's.com slash purpose. So if you want to shop LGBTQ-owned brands on Macy's.com, there's a tab where you can pick and find a bunch of brands. It's really easy to filter on here. One is Michael Aram. There is a really pretty metallic textured coverlet queen quilt. So if you're looking for some new bedding, there's also a line here by Reza who's from Shaws of Sunset. He's got a line that's available on Macy's. There's also Athleisure Gear. So it's by K Deer. There's a really cute pair of women's solid bike shorts. And if you're looking for pride-inspired gear, there's a really cute pair of sneakers from Coach. These are the women's low-line rainbow signature pride sneakers they have like the signature c's all over in a rainbow pattern and i just love how bright and happy they are there's also so many more things to find from t-shirts and watches and bags and jewelry and cups and even things for the home you can shop pride merch and more from brands like levi's and calvin klein at macy's.com purpose after that and they process everything 
Is there any like books or resources mm-hmm. or sites or groups or anything mm-hmm. for like family or friends who maybe want to understand more so that they do feel like, okay, I'm like educating myself if I have questions or how can I, you know, process my feelings? Yeah, I remember at that time, I can't think of the specific like titles, but I remember like my mom being so open to like learning. And I remember like trying to look up websites and books for her. And if I think of any after we record, I'll send them to you if you want to put them in the episode notes. But I actually just met someone at a pride party who was telling me they started a nonprofit to help people identify what they're feeling or like, am I gay? Am I bi? Am I a lesbian? Like, am I, and you know, fill in the blank with anything. And he was telling me that there are resources for parents and family and friends on there. So I'll definitely have to look that for you and yeah, send, send it, it over to you, so I can link everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, now to like something that's really important to you, I know you yeah. love like film and TV as like representation mm-hmm. in television shows. Like why do you oh, think yeah. that's so important now? Man, I mean, I think because I've always been someone who like loves music, like it's really as a human always helped me like identify how I'm feeling and like find words to express it. And know that I'm not alone when, you know, I wasn't so vocal or free or like, this is me and the confidence to do that. But I think it's so important because like, I think growing up, I heard a lot of songs about like heterosexual relationships. Right. And now there's so many artists like I love King Princess. I'm obsessed with King Princess along with so many other artists. But I love when their music talks about same sex relationships and and just like it's so empowering and it's so amazing. I think if I was a kid growing up now, I know 1000% I would have been able to identify what I was feeling and my crushes and come out a lot sooner. And even at the Pride Parade, I saw kids like they're like, I'm not too young to know. And oh, I think that's, that's so beautiful. So like, And, you know, to have this access to people who are feeling a type of way and now they're singing about it or drawing about it, writing about it shows like you said pretty little liars i remember when i first started watching that show it was when i was first trying to figure out like how do i identify and i remember seeing this same sex couple and being like oh my gosh that's me like i'm on tv like i this is a thing and it was on freeform you know and and i was like wow i've never seen that growing up i watched a lot of tv with my parents so i watched a lot of telenovelas and i had crushes on all the female leads but yeah, I don't know. I think it's amazing that there's so much representation and, and people willing to put how they feel into their art so people then can be like, oh, I'm not alone. And then to be like, oh, that's how I'm feeling. Now I know how to like express it. And that's me. Like, I like this style or I like this or that. So I think it's great. Well, I'm so proud of you and I'm <laughs> so happy for you. And, you know, I love you. And I love you too. My parents are your parents. I know. And all of the things. They're amazing. They're the best. Yeah. But yeah, now fast forward like years later, I mean, my mom is, she's been around like, you know, I keep my dating life very private, but in someone who I've dated, like she's been around them and loves them. And I don't know, it's, we still got some ways to go with mm-hmm. my dad. But like I said, slow and steady. It doesn't, for me, like I don't need things to happen overnight. Of course, my heart would love that to happen, but like it's slow and steady and it's, you know, like anything, it's like speaking to your audience for me and like knowing that person too and and where they're at. And yeah. And then for anyone who maybe isn't in a city like New York or Los Angeles where there's a community, you know, in person, is there any resources or places online where people can find community or people to like be a part of? Yeah. I mean, I think you know how much I am a fan of social media. Like, I think it's a tool that can be used for, you know, 
whatever the intention is behind it. But there's so many groups online, even like Instagram or, and I know that TikTok's, first of all, you guys should know Mariana sends me like (laughs) so many TikToks and I'll watch them later. So it'll be like, you have 20 TikToks in your inbox. Just like the representation or like, you'll go in the comment section. You'll see people be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I haven't come out yet or I've come out or like, this is the scenario. But like, I think there's so much community online. And then, you know, if you see something and you relate to it, just reach out to somebody. I've never been afraid to just DM someone and be like, hey, I love what you're doing. Or hey, like I can totally relate to you and just seeing what goes from there. But in terms of in person, in real life, yeah, I think there's groups everywhere. I know LA obviously has a ton, but again, I'll look for you. Okay. I want to pivot to career for a little bit because I think, you know, your career has been evolving too while you've been in Los Angeles a few years. And I think what's special about you is like you think of career as not so much as like success is like a job or success is a title. So like for you, fulfillment comes from other things. So like, how do you find fulfillment in your career? Because I know all things you like to align with, like you feeling your best. <laughs> yes. Basically to saying I'm a fairy. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so I have what success means to me. Like Mayor, I love my vision boards. We have our vision board parties at the end of um, every year. And then remake them like a couple months later because they're always evolving. But well, yeah. all yours like came remember, like last year, the year before every single thing came through. Yeah, no, same. I was actually looking at my vision board today before I came here. And I was like, oh, I need to take that off. Like, so I think before we jump into that, I'll explain to people listening like what success is to me so then I can full circle back to my career and how that plays a part. But for me, I need success to be something I can measure. If not, I will literally be like meditating all day or like hanging out with my friends, like doing things that really fill me up and bring me joy. But success to me is like, how much time am I spending being of service? How much time am I spending connecting with other humans? How much time am I spending with the people I love? How much time am I spending traveling? Because that's something that really opens me up and it like fuels creativity within me. So once I'm on a trip, in a trip or like come home, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Not to say that you need to travel to feel that. Like I feel inspired by everything. Music, King Princess, like (laughs) anything, a Florence and the Machine. So I can measure those things, right? Like how many hours have I contributed this week to being of service or to hanging out with my friends? But when I say like doing these things like present, like my phone is down, I'm not thinking about my inbox. Like And another thing is like, how much time am I spending nourishing my soul, like meditating, breath work, moving my body, working out, like eating healthy, like or doing things with intention. And so now that you know what success means to me, I live in a society that, you know, capitalism is a thing, you know, we need money to survive and fulfill and do all these things. And so I think like, okay, I'm part of this society. Like, what am I, what is going to be my role in this? Like, how am I going to, you know, do all these things that I love? And so I love creating. I love connecting with people and I love creating. I love taking pictures of people. I love creating content. I like meeting people and being like, wow, I really align with your mission. Now let me help you with your digital marketing plan. Whether it's someone like one of my clients right now has a mental health podcast. And I mean, if something isn't more aligned with me, like (laughs) I was like, okay, here we go. So like I'll help her come up with strategies on like how how are you going to like, what is your story around this? Like, who's your audience? Who do you want to connect with? What is your end goal? And then based on that, I'll come up with everything related to digital marketing, their social plan, what influencers or talent they need to align with, what other brands should they partner with? Like what podcast should they be on? Like, how can I help them expand so that they can fulfill like what they feel their purpose is? And it, it even aligns when I do that with brands, like what is your product? Oh, your product is this or that? Like, what is your brand's mission? 
And I just, I really love like not only ideating, but like executing them. So bringing something to life is really fun to me. Let's take a quick break to talk about traveling, which if you're like me, I am even very last minute trying to plan some trips for the summer. I have been already seeing people go on vacations and getting inspired of places to go and even some new places that I haven't been yet that I'm like, okay, this sounds really interesting. So if you guys are looking for travels and travel deals, you guys might want to check out TravelZoo. TravelZoo is a trusted source for top rated travel deals and lifestyle experiences. Their global team is searching for the best experiences for their members and negotiate the best prices. So if you guys like to travel and you like a deal, go to travelzoo.com slash sign up to become a member because their membership is free and simple. So why not sign up? Delivered straight to members inboxes is their top 20, which is released every Wednesday and it features 20 of the best deals currently available. And they really want to inspire their members to get out and travel to destinations that maybe weren't top of mind. And their deals are meant to motivate travelers to experience interesting and new destinations. These curated deals are so amazing. I'm going to share with you one of them, which is a Thailand five-star upgraded villa for a week. I went to Thailand a few years ago and I had such a beautiful time and this definitely makes me want to go back. If you're looking for a European trip, there's one trip from Los Angeles. It goes to Venice, Florence, and Rome. I also really love fall in Europe. It's like such a beautiful time to go. And there's a trip here for London and Paris. It's a fall vacation with six nights plus air. Or maybe you want some warmer weather. You guys can check out Puerto Vallarta. It's an all-inclusive getaway for two. So if these sound great to you and you want to know about these and so much more, visit TravelZoo.com slash sign up to become a member and it's free and simple. That's TravelZoo.com slash sign up. What does success look like to you? I mean, success in a day for me is waking up, slowly getting out of bed, meditating, breath work. I've been using this app lately for my breath work and I'm loving it. It's keeping me accountable, which I need because... I get so inspired by so many things, moving my body and working out, eating and planning. And we can touch on this subject if you want. Like I struggled with an eating disorder in the past and and really overexercising and just not being kind to my body. So like that's such like a big thing, part of my success story. And then it would be like connecting with someone I'm inspired by, like learning about their story. How can I help you? Like, who can I connect you with? Like, I love when I say this again, like I love connecting dots and I love connecting people. You know this about me. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday, again, at a pride party, I met someone. I was holding my summer Fridays tote back and they're like, I love that brand. And I was like, no way. An opportunity to talk about my best friend and, and Lauren and their brand. And I happen to have the new sunscreen in my bag. And I was like, you know what? Have you tried this product? Because they told me we're their fan. They're like, I haven't. So I gave it to them because, you know, that's that's what I love to do. And but yeah, so it'd be connecting, creating and then obviously being of service. So right now I work this organization that's centered around helping people with free online peer support groups for eating people struggling with eating disorders. And then maybe it's connecting with my friends, my loved ones, my mom, traveling. And I'm doing this all in a day, you guys. So time and space does not exist in this day. And then maybe I'm going to a soccer game, which has been my new favorite thing with Angel City, like the new LA women's soccer team. And then I'm watching a movie before bed. Wow, what a day. Maybe playing Florence in the Machine. Oh. I love to have listening parties on my own and read album lyrics. I don't know if anyone else does that, but please DM me because I'm looking for more music nerds. <laughs> and yeah. What a busy day this is. That is my this day. That is, your, is my successful Your dream day. day. Yeah. And then the group that you work with on Mondays, I know that you have your group. If everyone's looking for that resource, because I know it's free, mm -hmm. what's it called? The organization is called Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Eating Disorders. I will give you all the information. They have free 
online peer support groups. They also offer free mentor programs. They also have resources for friends and family. They even have a test if you're maybe feeling like you're struggling with your body image or a potential disordered like eating you can take it. And another great thing on the topic of pride is they have an LGBTQ plus specific group. So one of the reasons I love working with this organization is because they're aware of the intersectionalism and all the subcategories of just like people affected by eating disorders. Because I think there is like this stereotype when people think of an eating disorder, what they think the person looks like. And that's one of the biggest like I don't even know what the word to say. It's just like, I think challenges. Yeah, one of the biggest misconceptions, but also can be very harmful when someone is trying to say like, hey, I need help. Or when someone's trying to figure out like, oh, am I struggling? Because there's so many different categories, like based on culture, society, gender, race, you know, and how people experience them differently, even like economic status, you know, and, and your access to help or how you identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. So based on all that, everyone's experience with, their recovery or eating disorder or body dysmorphia can look so different. The last group I was a part of that I led was the BIPOC group. And I've just transferred to just a general open group. I like to switch it up and and just, yeah. But oh, it's I'm so proud of you. I love you. And if everyone wants to follow you and all the things that you share, <laughs> where can what's your Instagram? It's Audrey underscore Segura. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.